For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, everybody. On today's show, we're going to explore Twitter taking some big steps toward making audio a bigger part of the platform. Also, a new way to get verified that could be good for brands and some ad updates. Twitter is adding some new things where advertisers will be able to track conversions without having to rely on some third-party tools and may get around some of the privacy changes that have happened with a lot of the social media apps over the last year or so with all of the Apple iOS changes. So we're going to jump into all of that right now. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app and happy listening. Today, I'm joined by Madeline Sklar, a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's also host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Chat. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Hey, Jerry. Great seeing you. I'm happy to be back to talk all things Twitter. Yeah, well, and obviously you're a big fan of audio content too, so you've got to be excited about some of these updates that we're going to be talking about today. But first, some new features that they are adding to the notes feature on Twitter. Let's talk about those. Tell us about that. Yeah, Twitter has been testing notes with some writers and authors over the past month. A way for us to see it, for those of us that don't have it yet, because it is just being tested, you can go over to the Twitter account called Twitter Write, W-R-I-T-E. That is the account that's in charge of this, we should say. And you can see them in action by going to that profile, clicking on notes. And the way you find that in the Twitter navigation is under the bio, under the newsletter section, where you normally see in accounts, tweets, tweets and replies and all that stuff, the likes, you'll see notes. That's how you'll know if somebody has it, but it is a small test right now. I know like Matt Navarra has it. He's well known in the social media world. But if you go to the Twitter right account, you can kind of see what notes is shaping up to be. And they're making some adjustments to it. They keep updating the features, even though it's not rolled out yet to everyone. But one thing they've talked about is having trending topics show up next to a published note on the web, which sounds like they're working on some discoverability things. And you'll also be able to see an author's bio next to their note, which makes sense. They're adding the author's bio at the bottom of each note, which I think is super smart. The writer profiles are now showing up in the notes tab on Android. So if you're on Android, you would be able to see that on there. And writers are able to share block quotes in their notes. So they're trying to make it very much like blogging. You know, so we're looking at Twitter turning into long form content, which is really neat. 
Well, and the thing I like about this best for brands and marketers is it's another way to have longer content still on the platform. The big struggle, I think, for all of us on any social network is they don't want anybody to ever, ever leave, right? Absolutely. And so sometimes we have to send them to our website, but if you can keep them on there and still deliver the same things, the information or the belief changing or whatever a certain brand's trying to do, then that's just another way to do that. And I know if it goes kind of like LinkedIn articles, you know, I wrote one four years ago that still gets seen sometimes. And, and I love that somebody can create a note and then, you know, you could use snippets from it for months and years to come and keep sending people back to it. Exactly. Great for repurposing content as well. All right. And then in Twitter communities, they're adding hashtags. They're saying this is to actually improve engagement in the communities. Is that right? Yeah, they've been testing hashtags in communities. I have not seen this yet and, I, and I'm in some communities and I have a few of my own, but they're saying this is a way to help members find conversations that they want to be part of. So I think that's super smart of them to do. Listen, as marketers, we love stuff like that. They're saying that they'll be in the communities to populate at the top of the page. Again, I haven't seen that yet, but people have been talking about it where at the top of a community's page, you would see these hashtags and they're in order from popular to least popular. So I think that can really help you in finding some specific conversations. They're saying it's being tested right now on Android and web with iOS coming soon. Okay. And then for brick and mortar businesses, the location spotlight is now available to everyone. And this is essentially a way to add a lot more information to your business, kind of like we were talking about with notes where you can have more information on the platform. Right, exactly. This location spotlight has been rolled out globally, according to Twitter. And if you have a physical location, you'd be able to have it as part of your profile to uh, display on there. So to access this, what you have to first do is turn on Twitter for professionals. And when you're on Twitter, whether you're on mobile or desktop, go into your navigation, look for Twitter for professionals, turn it on. But here's the thing that's really interesting I noticed. To turn on this location spotlight feature, you can only do it on mobile. It's odd to me that you can't do it on desktop. You could turn it on on desktop. You just happen to be listening to this on desktop and you're looking, go, oh, there it is. Let me turn it on. You could do that but then go over to mobile to add this location spotlight. And so you can add your location address and then they give you this option to share your website address if you want, which I think is awesome. Business hours, email and phone number. So it's reminding me a lot like Instagram with Instagram business accounts where you can have that extra contact information. Madeline Sklar is helping update us on all of the new things on Twitter. And Madeline, I know you love audio. So let's talk about some of these audio updates. First of all, Twitter clips, which is a way to share clips of audio. And these are clips that come out of spaces, which is like the long form audio version of Twitter, correct? Yes. Yeah. Spaces is the audio only format that integrated right into Twitter. A great way to have amazing conversations, meet with like-minded people. And what Twitter has done is they've rolled out this audio clips feature to everyone. I've had it as a test for quite some time, but there were a lot of issues with it. They finally fixed a lot of the bugs, a lot of the problems, and it's been rolled out to everyone. So whether you're on mobile or desktop, what you'll notice is you'll see a scissors icon at the bottom of your screen. So whether you're listening to a recording, you're in a live room that's being recorded or listening to a replay, that's when you'll see the scissors icon. You tap on it to create a 30 second audio clip. And that clip is good for 30 days. It goes out as a tweet into your feed. And when you're browsing Twitter, just as, as somebody who uses it all the time, do you find yourself stopping to listen to audio clips as you go? 
Yeah, I'm noticing more and more people are starting to use it and it's working so much better now where it actually looks like a clip before. You couldn't really tell that's what it was. It's like, why did they put this out if it didn't even work properly? I mean, I was really complaining about that on my All Things Audio podcast for quite some time, but now it's working perfectly and you can see them in your feed. So as more people are doing this, you could start seeing these clips and go, oh, I just listened to this amazing 30 second clip of this awesome space. Now I want to go listen to the entire space. Yeah. I think this is really smart on Twitter's part. Well, and the biggest weakness of the written word, especially when you're you know, being succinct, is sometimes it's hard to get emotion in that. And that's what's so great about the voice is so much more can come through in less time and even with the 30 seconds. Absolutely. And then Twitter this week just kind of said, hey, and by the way, podcasters, we've got you too. So tell us about what they're saying now with podcasts and Twitter. This is some exciting news. So yes, big news that just got released this week. Twitter is going to be integrating podcasts into Twitter spaces. They've been hinting this for a while, but they just announced that they are testing a redesigned spaces tab. Right now, when you're on mobile and you have the spaces tab, it's just a way for you to go discover Twitter spaces that are going on now, or maybe ones that are coming soon, or even recorded ones. They want to redesign this whole thing and now include podcasts as well as theme, what they're calling themed audio stations. And of course the live and recorded spaces in there. So they're just going to add a lot more audio content. They're saying that this redesign is going to introduce a personalized hub that groups audio content together by specific themes. So it'll be things like you'll see news and music and sports and just a variety of things. And they're saying that once it's rolled out, you'll be able to easily access a more personalized selection of all of this stuff, including the spaces you already can discover in there right now. They're just trying to make this a better way to love audio and listen to it without having to leave and go elsewhere. And they're talking right now about popular podcasts. It's not clear yet for the rest of us. Maybe we don't have the most popular <laughs> top 10 or top 20 podcasts out there. At some point, I'm hoping that we can all be included in that as well. But this just goes back to what we we're talking about before with notes and long form content is keeping people on the platform longer. Well, and I think the thing that is yet to be seen is whether people want to listen to audio while they're browsing Twitter. And, you know, Facebook very famously said, yeah, we're adding podcasts to business pages and they killed the project. And it was the same idea. It was like, you can take out clips and people can share them. And, you know, as a podcaster, I got excited. I was like, oh, this is a really great tool. But I'm guessing they found that people weren't doing those two things at once. You know, as somebody who's been an audio creator since the 90s, one of the things with audio is you can listen to it while you're doing something else. And so it'll be, I think the consumer behavior is going to drive this. One thing I think that is a perfect tie-in for Twitter is it's already this breaking news platform. And that's going to be for a lot of media and things like that. And so I think that's going to be a nice integration for sure. I think so too. And Twitter did say on their website that they're saying their research shows that 45% of people who use Twitter in the U.S. also listen to podcasts monthly. So I think that's why they're thinking this is something that they should venture into. And they're even going so far as to saying that, for example, if you're someone that regularly interacts with, say, Vox, V-O-X, Vox content in Twitter, you would probably want to see a Vox podcast in this Spaces Hub. I think it's really interesting this road they're going down. They're saying that this test is gonna be available to a group of global English speaking audiences on iOS and Android. And that means that really your Twitter mobile app is just set for English language. 
So it's just going to be tested for now. We don't know when this is going to be rolled out or even if it will, you know, make its way to everyone on a global level. But they're getting us excited, especially those of us that are really utilizing spaces a lot. I host three different rooms each week. And those of us that are podcasters, they're just trying to find ways to keep people connected with creators on the platform. Yeah. And that part is fantastic. Hey, if you've been hearing a lot about Web3, but you're having trouble finding accurate information about it, let's face it, Google is a big place, right? The team here at Social Media Examiner is taking extra time and care and recruiting the perfect speakers for the Crypto Business Conference, which is coming up here very, very soon to make sure you get the best value for your investment. You can learn from leading experts and project founders who are hand-selected based on not only their experience, but also their integrity in the industry. There's a lot of unknowns, right? And so this has been a very carefully curated conference, and we'd love to have you there. You can get your all-access ticket today. Just go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC for Crypto Business Conference. 2022. So socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. We're talking all of the Twitter updates that marketers need to be aware of with Madeline Sklar. And Twitter is, you know, one of the only social platforms that has been doing a paid service with Twitter Blue. And one of the things that they're doing here with this is they're allowing people that are on the paid services, I believe you are, right, Madeline? Yes, I've been using it for quite some time and I love it. To edit tweets. Let's face it, the most popular request everybody's had for years with Twitter is having an edit button. And former CEO Jack Dorsey was adamant that it would probably never happen. He was very vocal (laughs) about that. But here's the thing, he's not in charge anymore. And so recently, app researcher Alessandro Paluzzi, who does this really cool reverse engineering that uncovers what social media platforms are working on, like Instagram and Twitter, Mm. he shared that Twitter is planning to have an edit tweet feature available for Twitter Blue subscribers. And Twitter confirmed this to be true. So he uncovered this and they said, yes, that cat's out of the bag. We are going to do this. They're saying it's going to be for subscribers to Twitter Blue. And if you're not familiar with Twitter Blue, it's a subscription service. It costs $2.99 a month for those of us in the U.S. It's available in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand right now. I'm thinking probably open up more globally soon with all of these features that are going to become available through it. One of the things I love about this Twitter Blue subscription service is that you do get some really helpful features for that small monthly fee. There is an undo tweet feature. It's not quite an edit, but you can have so many seconds to change your mind and real quickly go, oh, you know what? I want to undo this. Yeah. You also have the ability to create folders to better organize your bookmarks, the ability to customize your navigation on your mobile app and some other really neat features. So it's interesting that Twitter has now said, you know what, we are going to do this editing button at some point and we're just going to start it with Twitter Blue. And I think that'll be a great way to get more subscribers into the service. Well, the big fear with editing is that somebody can, you know, go viral with something and then change it. So my understanding, though, part of this is that you're going to be able to see the editing history of a tweet if it's been edited. Is that right? Yes. You know, for years, Twitter has said that an edit button wasn't feasible because even just some kind of small edit could drastically alter the context of an original tweet, which makes perfect sense. So they figured to avoid this confusion, if you're able to edit a tweet, you would make the change. And next to the timestamp, the tweet would now say last edited. I mean, this is just 
what we think they're working on just with some of these uncovered tweets. We don't know for sure until it gets ruled out, but this makes perfect sense. Like, let us know that, hey, this was last edited at this day and time. But what if your tweet was already embedded somewhere, like on a website? And I do that all the time. On mm. my blog post, I'm always embedding tweets on there. Yeah. So is showing in a screenshot of what Twitter is working on with this is below the original tweet, the timestamp would say there's a new version of this tweet. And you'd be able to click on that to see the latest tweet. I just don't know if these things are going to be too small and not noticeable to people and not they not realize a tweet's been edited. So it's still too early to know for sure how they're going to do it, but at least they're going in the right direction and figuring out that it could work by just being very clear, this tweet has been edited. That's interesting because my first thought was, well, if it's embedded, it should just update to the new tweet. But depending on what the edit was, it could be completely out of context, as you said, in a blog or, you know, wherever else it was. So interesting that. Yeah. Okay. And Twitter recently had their quarter two earnings call and they primarily do this for stockholders. But I think as marketers, it's important for us to kind of hear the sort of what is happening in between the lines or in between the persuasive language they use to make stockholders feel good about themselves about the future of the platform, because we're investing time and energy and in some cases money into Twitter for marketing these different things. So what were your takeaways from that in terms of what we see for the future of Twitter? Yeah, in reading through this document, the second quarter monetizable daily active users were up a bit compared to last year. They're saying it's up 16.6% compared to last year at this time. And I think a lot of this is due to all these new features. They're getting more people to use the platform and stay on it longer. So I'm not surprised to see this increase. And it's up for US, it's up internationally. But then they're saying that their revenue has decreased a small amount, 1% year over year, they're saying. And I'm not surprised to hear that considering this pending acquisition of Twitter. Things are so up in the air with what's going on with them right now and with revenue and they're making so many changes, cutting staff. So it's just really hard to read into that too far. But it'll be interesting to see if that sale actually happens. And once the dust settles, where do we go next with all this? Well, and I think it's important to remember that, you know, 2020 and 2021 were the years that everybody went home and had more time to spend online. And in 2022, some of that went away. So Twitter's strength is obviously going to be, you know, they don't have the volume of people that some of the other networks have, but the loyalty and the time spent on there and all the social networks make their money based on how long somebody spends on there. Exactly. So that's definitely a good indication there. All right. So Twitter is always testing a lot of different things. And it's interesting to look at these because sometimes if you have this when it's early and you can jump on it, it makes a massive, massive difference. So let's talk about some of the new features that Twitter is testing, starting with a new verification procedure to get the verification badge on Twitter. Well, it's not the blue check mark. What they're testing right now is a new profile badge for people who have verified their phone number on their accounts. And they're thinking that this could be helpful in confirming that a profile is not a bot. They want to get rid of bots. Who doesn't, right? So (laughs) they're just trying to come up with ways to have some verification to help prove an account's not a bot. So I think this is actually a smart idea, but it's just something they're testing out right now. Yeah. And when I saw that, I thought, well, if everybody uses that, that's a human, it'll be helpful. But of course, if nobody uses it, then where does it go? So, and then another thing they're featuring is the ability to add topics to your tweet to help them sort of be better categorized in the feed. Is that the right description for it? 
It's a new status feature and they're testing it right now. I've been lucky enough to have it. Hmm. They're calling it a status feature. And right now some users in the US and Australia are testing it. So I'm only seeing a handful of people doing this in their tweets. So I don't think it's a big test group at this point, but it's a mobile only feature where you can assign one of several pre-written labels to your tweets. And this is a way to add a little bit more context to when you're trying to convey what you're up to. And what's really cool is that there's also an emoji assigned to each one. So for instance, they have one that says picture of the day and it has a camera emoji next to it. And I've been using that one quite a bit because that's a lot of fun. Or AMA, ask me anything with a microphone. There's one called vacation mode with a palm tree next to it and traveling with an airplane. They have a total of 16 of these to choose from. And it's just a fun way to add that little extra context to your tweet. And you'll know if you have it when you're on mobile and you go to compose a tweet and it'll be at the top. There's a place for it. One of the experiences that people have on Twitter is you get excited about following somebody, you find out they're on Twitter or a brand, and then you find out, oh, they don't ever tweet. (laughs) Or you followed somebody and they tweet too much and you go, okay, that's enough. And maybe the algorithm doesn't even take care of it for you. So what is this new feature that they're testing about adding to profiles that will help us with that? Yeah, it's going to let you know how many times a user tweets per month. So I don't know, this could be really, really good or really, really bad. I don't know. Some (laughs) people might find this metric useful when deciding if they want to follow someone. It could be helpful for some people to know if an account tweets, say, 2,000 times every month versus one that only does maybe 100 times a month. So I don't know. It seems like it could go either way, but it would be a way to get, I don't know. I'd be scared to know like what my number is because I know I tweet a lot. <laughs> it might freak me out. I think for some of us users, we might look and they go, oh, I tweet too much or oh, I don't tweet enough. So it could have some good uses. One of the things that I've coached people on is using Twitter, obviously, to build relationships. It's incredible for that. But it's a lot harder to build a relationship with somebody who never tweets. And so that was kind of my first thought. It's like, oh, they only tweeted once last month. Well, that might be a little tougher to do so. So exactly. And then it's been years we've been able to pin a tweet at the top of our profile. But there's a new pinned tweet feature that they are testing now as well. Yeah, this sounds really interesting. So look, we've all been there where maybe we get some really cool reply from a celebrity or some awesome response from somebody. And we want to put a spotlight on that on our profile. Because yes, as you said, for years, we've been able to pin one of our own tweets, but we can't pin someone else's tweet. So they're looking at possibly rolling this out where you would be able to pen a reply that you've received. And one thing that's really cool to note with this, when you're thinking of like, well, how could brands utilize this? They can use this to enhance community engagement by inviting their followers to share some kind of creative reply to one of their tweets and they could pick one to pen as the best response. So there could be some interesting ways of using this. Well, and certainly a way to spotlight social proof and other things that your brand has gotten for sure. Absolutely. Like testimonials. So many times when I'm tweeting something, I'll get such a nice response as very much like a testimonial. So I could see it being used for something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's Twitter test gear with all of this stuff, but they're testing the ability for people to use Twitter without actually signing up for an account. Yeah, before making that big commitment, because it's such a big commitment, right? (laughs) Right, before giving out your email address, basically. Exactly. So they're basically testing out this test drive that lets you read tweets and experience having a timeline. So it's kind of like a try before you invest your email address into joining. But you would not be able to post a tweet or do a like or retweet. So it's interesting. I mean, I think some people might be more comfortable just trying it out and seeing like, 
oh, this is what I've been missing, and then sign up for an account. Well, and from a brand standpoint, too, I thought it might improve the experience of if you you were linking to something that you put on Twitter, let's say in an email or something like that, maybe it would be, and I know you can see those without signing in in most cases, but perhaps a better experience there. So it'll be interesting to see. I would have loved to have been in the meeting where they were like, somebody was pitching this and it's like, okay, what's the idea here? So, right. All right. Some great advertising features that are being added to Twitter to be aware of. The two major ones, if you run ads on Twitter or you're thinking about running ads on Twitter, the first one is improved web attribution. So the new pixel is going to essentially allow advertisers to measure more actions than before, such as when someone adds an item to their digital shopping cart. So if you can only track the sale, then it's hard to tell. You know, you may have an ad that actually got a lot of people to add to cart or and then it didn't sell, in which case maybe there's a problem in the messaging instead of the ad or different things like that. So I think that's going to be neat. And then the other one is a conversion API or a CAPI, C-A-P-I, as they're calling it. And this is the one I think that is the most interesting to me because the way they describe it is it's enabling advertisers to connect to their API, Twitter's API, and then send conversion events to Twitter from their servers without using third-party cookies. Now, let me make that into more basic language. Essentially, you know, Apple is cracking down on, you know, with all the iOS changes for privacy. And I mean, the language they use for anyone that hasn't seen it, you know, I downloaded three new apps this week and it's like, you want to ask this app not to track you, right? Like the verbiage is so strong that of course, almost, I mean, I say, yes, track me because I want to see if I'm going to be retargeted. But for most people, it's like, no, no. And so Twitter is saying, you'll have a way to essentially take your data and send it back to Twitter to track conversions, irregardless of third-party cookies or any of that kind of stuff. So I'm a tech geek. So it'll be interesting to see how this is actually going to work. I assume you'd have to send the person's email address back to Twitter And then they'd have to have the same email address on their Twitter account for it to match up. But maybe there's some smarter stuff at work there in the background. So we'll kind of see. But that has rolled out to advertisers globally or is rolling out rather to advertisers globally. So if you're a heavy advertiser on Twitter, you can watch for those. Quick reminder, get your all-access ticket to the Crypto Business Conference, socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. Madeline, where can people discover more about you? Oh, I'm easy to find because my name is so unusual, MadelineSklar.com or at MadelineSklar on any social media platform, but especially Twitter, because that's where I'm at all the time. So come hit me up on there. Love to chat with you. And for people that are listening to this on the podcast feed later, yes, her name is uniquely spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. I should have had you do that. The tongue twister. Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much, Madeline. If you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we've got a couple for you to check out, including the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Crypto Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.